On this week's episode of Bungalore and the Bus, we talk about come out with pride and a whole bunch of other gay stuff. And a buffalo died downtown a hundred years ago. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor with Bungalower.com, your source for hyper local news. And we news, are at news. <laughs> We are at the, the most happening place in all of Central Florida, my living room. <laughs> it's not so bad. I love it here. Yeah. 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 My wife's out of town, so I like. Uh, I invite like, you over, Brendan. I like root through your stuff. Yeah, I like. I like uh, visiting my friends' houses when their wives are out of town. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So here on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all things Orlando. Uh, we we kind of focus on the downtown area, like downtown Orlando and College Park it's and all Delaney Park, Orlando's downtown historic bungalow neighborhoods. Yeah, uh, from Winter Park to Soto, and from Paramore and College Park to Baldwin Park on the east. And all of the things that we talk about, you can find on bungalower.com. And also, if you've missed any of our podcasts, you can go and find them on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud and all those places. And I'm happy to say that we're going to be having a streaming service on the website Ooh. soon, and you'll be able to hear it direct there on a bungalow radio. We're think we're still choosing the name, John, and I think we're kind of leaning towards how about bungalow radio? It sounds good. All right, <laughs> sounds good. How about stay with me. Bunga Radio? But, comma, Pirate Radio. <laughs> but, did, did you, did Pirate you have, Radio. Did you have a focus group? To think of that? <laughs> no, this, no? Is it. this is the beginning of it. You just you went to one of those pot dinners and <laughs> thought of this afterwards? <laughs> I think it sounds brilliant. Okay. And it makes me giggle. But, comma, Pirate Radio. All no? right. All right, cricket. <laughs> so, we talked about the top news stories. You have a you have a news story, John? I got a news story. I won an award tonight. You <laughs> did. Breaking news. John made award-winning soup. Well, I was on the award-winning team. And only John. No, there was uh so Brendan and I were both part of something called the I Dignity Super Duper. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's a it's a fundraiser for an organization that helps people get their identifications. And they do a big soup event. They get these world famous chefs who are live locally and uh, match them up with celebrities. And then they couldn't find any celebrities, so they asked Brendan and I to do this because <laughs> they were like, "Those guys will do anything." Yeah, for for soup, I'll Let's, do anything. If we call them celebrity, they'll just show up. And, and we, we did. did. <laughs> and so I was paired with a gentleman named Elliot who was at Orlando Meats, and we won tonight's Critics' Choice. Critics' Award. Choice. And uh, we had a celery vichyssoise. And I'll, I made fun of you last week. Well, you make fun of me all the time. Celery, I do, just because I love you. I know. Uh, celery soup, right? And I was like, that's ridiculous. It could not be good. And it was delicious. Thank you. It well, really thank, thank Elliot. He's the one who did it all. But it was good. It had corn, roasted, roasted pickled corn and... Uh, a bunch of stuff I couldn't pronounce. I really thought we were going to win. Though. It was good. Your soup was good, it too. It was really good. And and I was a part of the decision-making process of what went in it. So I might have brought my chef down, who was none other than Miss Jess Tentalo, who runs the commissary kitchen out of East End Market. Uh, she did a killer job. Yep. Everybody yep. did. Super fun. Yep. And, good uh, times. 
And I'm really excited for you, but I'm also really sad that we didn't win. I won a big ladle. That was my trophy. I saw it, and I was like, I'm immediately going to put that on a chain if I win it. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. What do you do with a label trophy? Ladle trophy. Where do you put your other trophies? I've never won anything. (laughs) Ever, ever? Well, not really. Well, you you were going to start a trophy case for okay. you, John. It'll be the most lonely trophy case. I'll have one trophy yeah. in it. <laughs> Congratulations either Thanks. way. Uh, we have a couple of stories coming up. Right. Uh, the Autumn Art Festival, Winter Park Autumn Art Festival is What's coming that? up next week. Is that new? No, it's the 40, I want to say it's the 41st, 45th. <laughs> year that they've done this so is it like the you've never gone on the winter park sidewalk art i've festival? been to that one so this is the sh- offshoot that they they used to just do it in the spring now they do it every fall but they've been doing it for 45 years oh okay um so this is the the biketoberfest to bike week what biketoberfest is the smaller bike event oh sure daytona <laughs> Uh, this is 180 florida artists only florida artists i like that curated not just anyone can show up so it's the other one though right yes one is too but these are the only curated ones in the in florida the mount dora one was curated that one's curated or maybe it's the longest running curated maybe Uh, (laughs) way to embarrass me i'm just saying the mount dora one's good too but Continue. This is on the 13th and the 14th. It's going to go from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. You can go to autumnartfestival.org to find out more information, or you could go over to bungalore.com. We just wrote about it. Uh, I'm going to go check it out. I think it's really fun. It's downtown? Downtown Winter Park, uh, right off Park Avenue. They, I think they closed Park Avenue for it, and you can walk it, and it is the best time to go brunch on Park Avenue because everybody is there. And you could just people watch all day. So should I get my should I camp out at the Briar Patch now so I can <laughs> yeah. get a seat? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Or just try to picnic it somewhere, but <laughs> it's it is hard to get in. You got to go early. Uh, the speaking of arts, I just wrote about this for the the tourist development tax. Million dollars. They a few million dollars. Few uh, million dollars. So this is the tax. It's the bed tax. The uh, people come, tourists come down here. They stay in a hotel. The hotel is taxed. Certain percentage, I can't remember how much. It's like seven percent or something. I'm, I'm just making high. that up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that goes towards supporting things here in Orange County that help tourism. That help tourism, right? And, and so the Orlando Ballet and the One Pulse Foundation were just awarded big bucks, John, uh, for the efforts that they're doing. Because uh, I don't know if you're aware but the orlando ballet is going to be they're renovating the lock haven community center are they knocking it down it's already the yes okay so they're not ready it'll be a shell of it yeah oh oh, maybe they are some of it they're keeping some of most of it they're not yeah uh we took a picture you can see it on our instagram have you been in that building in a long time yes it was dated it was cool. It was old. It's like a mid-century community center. It's a cool center. building inside, but... You, you could not beat that patio out back. No. Looking out over Lake Formosa. Huge oak tree. Lots of cement. Just like really cool lines. I don't remember it being very like ADA accessible, though. Weren't I, there like steps in there? I think there Wasn't like steps. a weird... I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. Definitely some mold issues. It was issues. a cool building inside. Don't get me wrong. Uh, well, they're gutting it. Harriet Lake, who recently departed Harriet Lake gave them a huge gift but they needed some more money they are going to be awarded f- probably i think there's still a couple more steps they have to go through but they were recommended to get a four million dollar check 
uh, from the tourist development tax. And part of that is because they're saying, and you can see the exact numbers on bungalow.com, but they're claiming that they have like an economic impact of like $80 million. The ballet? Yeah. Uh, locally, like people are flying Eight, in to 80 see. 80 million? Yeah. Like it seems high to me. We, I mean, I, I want to say, I'll, I'll say it out loud. I like the ballet. I've been to the ballet. Uh-huh. I think they do fantastic work. That sounds high to me. It does. It, we should and and it. I, you know. I'm going to pull it up, John. I could be totally wrong. I mean, I don't want to be so, wrong. So in this. here's what I, I love I will the ba- say, I love the ballet, and I don't want to be wrong. So. And I'll say this: a lot of times when you do these impact economic impact studies, it, it can get pretty out there. It can be like every they squeeze, and I'm not just saying the ballet. This is anybody who does these. They squeeze every dollar they can. I, I did one. Or I I had to write about one about a nonprofit not too long ago. And it was a ridiculous number. And I was like, where does this come from? And it was like every... I was way off. Okay. <laughs> I was way off. So apologies. It's 8.9 million. Okay. That makes more sense. Eight point, but that's a lot. That's a know? lot. But, you know, they put on a lot of shows. And They're expecting it to go up to 13 million a year. And then you think about, you know, I don't, I don't know where that number comes from, but there's a lot of people that go to their schools. And like I said, they, they probably factor in anything they can find that... Yeah, has numbers. money they, they figure it out they're saying so that doesn't surprise me then eight million doesn't surprise me for the 80 18, million does. 18 19 season they're expecting a program of attendance of uh like up to a 61,000 people going to All see right. their programming i mean i know so i i, I don't know how many shows they put on a year i do know when they do the nutcracker that usually sells out right yeah, but there's only like three shows anyway yeah, I, but, I don't but, but i don't want to three thousand people that go that's to nine thousand right there <laughs> I'm not. I'm not disqualifying <laughs> okay, this. Us, me neither. Me neither. And it's, just, it's a lot of money. So, but it's interesting to see a smaller local organization getting tourist development taxes, where traditionally those monies have been diverted to places like the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. Yes. Uh, the Camping World Stadium just got a big check. We'll be writing about that next week about what they're going to be doing because they're expanding their expansion plans. Sixty million dollars, right? I think that's what it we was. We talked about this. I think me and Big Tim talked about this oh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they, this was the that money was what they didn't do four years ago, and they're like, well, we need it now, and yeah. so now they're finishing what they said they were going to finish. But adding on to that, so uh-huh. it's, and we have the plans. We just had them sent over to us from Camping World. They're great partners of us. They they love us. Uh, you then, can't deny how much money that's brought in the last four years with WrestleMania and all the concerts and all the all the stuff. I mean, yeah, they probably have like a big blockbuster event every month. This place right? is a dump when I moved here. <laughs> I mean, it it was yeah, when no, I moved here in cool. 2010. I, I, I've said this before on the radio. I remember going to some event and it was it had rained outside, but like the concourse was flooded. I'm going to and it uh, was just a dump inside. What's that? I'm going. I'm going to an event there. Dining, dining on the what's it called feast on the 50 on the 18th i was invited at 5 30 p.m and you you eat out on the green well, that's cool i must have my invitation yeah. must have got lost you want to mail you want to come no i don't want your, i don't want your second want to be my pity invite hand kick it <laughs> i'll go eat on the 20 yard line tell scotty you can't come tell scotty i can't go as I'm a gay man your boyfriend out no it's telling my camping gay guys <laughs> no gays allowed yeah, no gays. So that's what you're gonna say yeah no homos <laughs> hashtag no homos uh, <laughs> i say that because i'm gay uh, so i the, don't have an excuse apparently. Yeah, the other we're really tired we're all souped up so this is gonna be a loopy episode uh the other recipient 
from this these tax dollars was uh, the Pulse Memorial site. Yeah. So one Pulse. $10 million. Over three years. Or up to 2021. So it's not all at once. It's scaled out over a few years. To build a permanent museum, museum? and memorial site. Uh which I called disaster tourism because that's kind of what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some value. I mean, there's a lot of value in in putting memorials up. We've talked about this before. They there's get, a memorial at 9/11. There's one at Oklahoma City. They cited they cited some numbers. Uh, where's September 11th Flight 93 Memorial and Museum in Shanksville, Pennsylvania gets 300,000 visitors a year. Wow. Right, that's crazy. That is a lot because uh, that's the one that I mean. Let's be honest; that's the one people don't always remember. I mean, it's a. It was yeah. a. I mean, that's when the the people on the plane took it over and it crash landed. But when you think of nine eleven, you don't always think of Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Oklahoma City Museum and Memorial gets an average of three hundred and fifty thousand. I believe that uh, in Oklahoma City. Oh, Oklahoma. What is this? Oh, okay. And then Pentagon Memorial has over one million visitors a year all right and they're building a visitor center memorial so they're saying currently without a museum or permanent memorial the paul site is seeing around 300 people a day i believe that i mean 300 we have 72 million people that come to orlando i mean if 300 go a day that's not that many and they do say that say visit orlando announced a record 72 million visitors coming to central florida in, in 2017 uh if if merely 1% of the number of visitors to the Orlando region come to the Pulse Interim Memorial, that means 720,000 visitors it's a true. year. It's true. On an average of 1,900 visitors a day. That's crazy. It is. But, you know, it's one of those things when if you've never been to Orlando or Central Florida and you've read about that or saw it and, I don't know, you want to go pay your respects or see where it happened, people do that. But, like, what kind of programming do you have at what is I mean, it? I do you just look at like ever, the IKEA couch and stuff that what was about, donated? What about like the Stonewall stuff in New York? People go there, right? Yeah, but that's different. That sparked a. I mean, There's a riot, right? Yeah. Well, couldn't you argue that that Pulse sparked something afterwards? What? I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying. I'm sure it has rainbow murals. No, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. No, well, know. I mean, there. I, I don't know. It, it, I mean, it brought attention to to to. To a lot of things, I, feel I do like. think I do think it furthered the LGBT cause locally. Yeah, uh, there's a it's you would but never see all over the world saw that and responded to it. Now I don't know. I, I I'm actually I was invited uh, by Barbara Poma, who runs and owns One Pulse. Yes, to come take a tour. Uh, I think we're setting that up for in November, just because it's a crazy couple weeks coming up. Yes, uh, and I think it's because they hear me like i write about it we share all that news uh-huh. and stuff but i am a little reticent about especially with this privately run local nonprofit right they're a 501c3 so they're doing things right but now they're getting public tax dollars yeah to fund a privately owned i don't know it's just, there's a lot of weirdness in it and i I guess I should go in here. I'm, I'm interested to hear what she, what she says to me, and so I'll, I will definitely share what I find out Good. from that tour. Good. Because uh, I think you need to acknowledge it and have something there and not just have, you know, you don't want, what I don't think no, people, you can't here's not what you don't acknowledge want. it, but I wish it was, a, I, would, I would have less 
uh, feels about it if it was like a city-led endeavor. Uh, I'm sure the city's helping. And and I'm sure the city's doing something. I think they're trying to stay out of it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. And I also know that the city doesn't want to do something at the Greenwood Cemetery. They have a whole pulse section. And I know they're not allowed to do much with that because they don't want to overshadow what's happening at one pulse. And uh, and I I don't know. I don't know if that's... I don't know how I, I mean, feel I feel like that. whatever they do, they have to... I mean, you have to do the memorial there, right? You can't move it. You can't say, oh, we're going to do it in you downtown. Can have, you can something. have m- multiple spaces to pay respect. I don't think you have to... Right? I don't know. I, I, I don't feel know. like you have to do something at the site. And that's you, where... You have got to do something at the site. But I feel like that's where the big... Either right by the site or on the site where you have right. a museum or, or next to it or nearby. You can't have it two miles away. No. And, and they already have parking issues, which is why they're going to be using the bulk of those funds. That's my uh, cat you can hear. <laughs> my dog's licking my cat right now. Hey, shut now. that thing up. <laughs> I know. You know I feed you when he's gone. Yeah. Uh, they're going to use the bulk of those funds, John, to pay for parking so they have to buy property from around there we have the map in the post on bungalore.com and you can see the sites that they're hoping to buy uh i can't remember who it was but we shared we shared a link there was a great video where people went out and talked to uh the local landowners that were identified yeah to see if they would be willing to sell and a lot of them are not willing to sell uh and also listed on that property uh is the, the fire station there's a local fire station there and they are hoping potentially to buy oh yeah the it's, fire it's just property. down the block isn't it it's in yeah, the neighborhood right i remember walking by it there's nowhere the, to park it's true there isn't i don't know so that's something to watch yep i got i got feels about it how are we doing we're good all right uh come out with pride coming it's up having, having yeah it's like next week uh it's having their pride recovery brunch on october 14th wait is that before or after it's after because it's only okay to eat after pride you don't eat before you gotta look good yeah no carbs no carbs no carbs i've been ruining i've been not doing it right lemon water and cayenne pepper (laughs) (laughs) and lots of dancing are you gonna be on floats this year yeah, I like to do a float every year. I don't know who I'm doing in this. How do they? How do they? How do you get on a float? What do you? Have I to generally do? go with my friends at uh, Watermark, the local gay newspaper. They they let me yeah. go on. Okay. My man Scotty Campbell will be, I believe, with the center this year. He's on the board of directors. Uh, have you have you done it before? No, I mean I've probably I've never been on a float. Nobody's asked me. Do you want to go with me? Uh, what day is it? I might be out of town. It's that Saturday, so I think it's the thirteenth. I'll be out of town. All right, well, you're missing out. Because it it's is birthday. a blast. It's my you birthday want... today before that. Nobody asked. Nobody right. asked. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank time. you. My birthday's coming up. You're a Libra. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So Let's come out with Pride's here. coming up. Didn't they have come like a Pride. switch of their MC or their... Didn't Wasn't somebody going to do it? It was supposed to be the Grand Dame herself from RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and I'm totally blanking. Man, we can't do this show so late. I'm falling <laughs> I'm falling. It is past my bedtime. Uh we're getting Carson Cressley, the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy uh, fashionista, who is also from RuPaul's Drag Race. He's going to be filling in for Michelle Visage. There don't, you go. Don't don't revoke my there you go, Brendan. My gay card. <laughs> uh, and then so this Pride Recovery Brunch is on the 14th, 11 a.m. at Celine Orlando. You could pay, I think it's like a flat 50 bucks. Uh, and you get everything included. All you can drink mimosas, tons of food. How are you recovering pancakes. if you're drinking mimosas? This is, that's how you recover. 
That's a brunch Drinking on more? Yeah, yeah. You drink all night, wrong. you party on Saturday, you sleep in, you crawl over to a brunch place and have some mimosas, hair of the dog, and, you know, tackle the rest of your day. There you go. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Masking tape yourself back together so you could go to work on Monday. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you do. And uh, so parades downtown. Yeah, this is a really gay episode because I have another gay, gay thing. <laughs> it's the, okay. The LG- We're getting ready for come out with pride. Yeah, we can talk about that. The LGBT center is macrame rainbows on trees at the Colonial Town Square Park. So that's which where one, they. Which that's, one's that park? Which that's park? on Fern Creek. It's where they put that little heart. Uh, Rainbow Labyrinth. Oh, yes. did it. Yes. So the LGBT Center and Mills 50 abandoned together. They brought in, I think it's Macrame Mama, this girl who teaches uh, local macrame classes because hipsters. And (laughs) And uh, old ladies. And old ladies. (laughs) And so they're going to be putting macrame rainbows around all the trees of this park in celebration of Pride. Have they started already? Uh, no, but anybody can come and do it. It's this weekend. It takes a long time to do that, doesn't it? It does, but I think you can do it like by color. You can just do as much as you want and someone else comes and finishes it. Are they going to leave them up there and they get all gross after a few I hope weeks? So. <laughs> I hope so. You know what's really <laughs> gross? Like, it's Pinktober, right? So, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And College Park just painted... Remember when they painted their crosswalks? Oh, pink? they're still sort of fading pink. But yeah, they're still pink. It's so gross. It, they they it tried is. to paint brown or something on top of it. Now it's oh, like I don't know. I think it's still pink now. Oh, it looks like throw up Pepto Bismol. <laughs> it it's just it the worst. Like you tell me, and that's a Main Street. You can't come and repaint that. You'd think so. Yeah, I got, I got. Oh man, when I'm tired, I got feelings. We're gonna get voted Let's off get, this island. <laughs> Bluebird Bake Shop sold. Sold. New owners. Did you go there a lot? Uh, it's closer to your to, house. I used to go there, yeah, fairly frequently. I did a video there once where I I tried some hot chocolate. They had good hot chocolate there. It was like the real deal hot chocolate. Everything there is delicious. True. Their True. cookies were fantastic. It, like the the dudes who owned it, uh, gay couple is another gay story. Uh, <laughs> it sense a theme. They work for Anthropology. Yeah, this is like gay mafia thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they worked for Anthropology, so their aesthetic was just bang on. And everything in there was just meticulously chosen to be. In this there. was like almost it's it was like made for Instagram before Instagram was yeah, popular. It right. really was. And so they sold it to a neat Latin couple. Uh, they just were over the 3.30 a.m. wake up calls to go cook us cupcakes. I totally get it. I wish there was a better bakery in, in College Park. In College Park. You know, I hear. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a real deal bakery, though. I, I don't need a hipster co- bakery. I want I want an old <laughs> Polish lady making cakes and cookies and stuff. Do you go to the little German place in Ivanhoe Village? I used to. I haven't been there in a while. They're great. What's that called? Used to, it starts with a B, right? Backer house. Backer house. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Where backer house. I want an old lady bakery in, in College Park. If anyone's listening and you, you need some investment, John's there. I'm here. He's got five bucks. I don't have much. Five bucks with your Just name on it. Just make good pies and stuff. You don't have to have. Yeah, I'll support you. You by don't eating need all lollipop, uh, cupcakes, whatever. <laughs> Just make good stuff, and people will come buy it. I was just out visiting my my mom, right? My mom and dad in Canada. And we drove down to Michigan a little bit, and we stopped. It was a yarn slash bakery slash cafe in michigan yeah that's what we do that's what we do up there it was delicious we gotta go but we'll be right back
Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brendan O'Connor falling asleep on John's couch. Oh, like usual, you fall asleep on my couch. <laughs> so yeah, we are hanging out at my house today because Brendan and I did a charity event and we just felt like coming back here and I chatting. need to take my pants off. You're wearing a onesie. I know. <laughs> You have to tell everybody. So yeah, we're hanging out here talking all things Orlando, specifically the downtown Orlando neighborhoods such as Delaney Park and Soto, College Park, Paramore, Lake, Lake Como, Hourglass, all those places. Palomar, sometimes Winter Park, sometimes Maitland if we're getting frisky. Yeah, if I want to, you know, go outside of the bounds yes. a little bit. We'll and talk. so all these things that we chat about are on bungalower.com. You can also Listen to our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play and wherever you get your favorite podcast. And I don't want to brag, but our Instagram is a bangerang. Yeah. Head on over to at Orlando Bungalore. You can see all my stories. You can see all my Insta posts, all my shares. Is that what you do? Just go Insta? I love Insta, man. Insta is the new Facebook. How come? What, what makes it that way? Facebook is for old people. <laughs> Insta's... Grams for young people. Yeah, and it's also it's real hard to get political on Instagram. So it's, it's true. like a no man's land. Like it is safe. You got a safe place in Instagram. Why is that? Why can't I just po- post? Because nobody's gonna read your rant. They're just gonna look at your photo. On oh, Instagram. that's true. Rarely are they gonna be reading what's in there, uh, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. And it's been it's been really interesting. We were one of the first local media groups to like jump on the Instagram gram train. I think we really learned that from uh, what Mark Bertelli was doing with the Daily City. Yeah, uh, he really leaned heavy into Instagram early, and uh, and we're lucky because it's really helped. Us get the word out about what's happening in town. Facebook owns Instagram. I but for whatever reason the algorithm. Do you know why? Pun- why? Well, the guys that started Instagram work there, and they just left. The two that started it oh. have have recently left the in- Instagram. So it may change in the next <laughs> year or two. Man, I tell you, I don't know. I could be wrong. It's just they. I think I think Facebook does see growth there in Instagram. Can't depend on anything. Uh uh-uh. uh No. Got to no. get the new Instagram. Gotta get the, what's the new Instagram? I don't know. Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. So what? So what else is happening, Brendan? Well, well, we're talking about all the top headlines for Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods. Uh, we were just talking about Bluebird Bake Shop selling to some two people who I don't even know. So they better not change the buttercream recipe of those cupcakes or I'm going to be egging their car. How often do you go there? You go there every now and then? Once a month. I'm trying not to be a fat bastard, (laughs) which is hard. That's why I'm wearing a onesie because I feel skinny when I wear it. Uh (laughs) It makes you look the opposite. You can start wearing overalls. Yeah, I could. I could. I I feel like a flying squirrel in this. (laughs) It's gigantic. It's just a Dickies onesie. Yeah. What'd you call me? A Dickies. <laughs> Bleep. Uh, Barney the Buffalo. A buffalo died downtown, John. I don't know if this is news, though. I think it is. It didn't happen like 100 years ago. In 1912. <laughs> and a buffalo died, people, on the corner of Orange Avenue and Church Street. And nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So I'm here to tell the people. John, that a buffalo died downtown. Did it escape some uh, sort of circus that was in town? It did. They were. These, was it a circus? These clowns. Yeah, it was Buffalo Bill. Go figure. Wow. 
was Buffalo? in town. No, isn't it Wild Bill? Wild Bill. Wild, Wild Bill, Bill Hickok. And he w- they were performing downtown, and the Buffalo had just done all his tricks, Mr. Barney, but apparently he was sick and had Texas fever, which is a form of a parasite that makes you go a little crazy. Interesting. And uh, he was just very distressed. He wasn't feeling good. So the, the punchers, they call them, uh, kind of, they're, they're like cow handlers. They let him off his leash because they're like, well, maybe if he's off his leash, he'll feel better. Not a good old. idea. No, he took off and he ran into like uh, these like China shops. There was a bull in a China <laughs> shop. He ran into a, a general store and almost broke a glass. And then they finally got him back and then they, they led him up to Central and he just collapsed. He laid down in on the ground right there at the intersection, heaved a big breath. And uh, and died. And I think we need some sort of like sculpture downtown. Why don't they put like a, a chalk outline? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. But in bronze or something. Right? Yeah. Like bronze. a bronze outline like of a it. buffalo. I like it. So if anybody, what happened to the 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 buffalo? Like, did they put its head on up, something? Chopped them up and ate them. Fed them to a gator. Okay. Fed them to the lion. <laughs> You're just making the, stuff up. I don't now. know what happened. Nobody can tell me what happened. <laughs> I've asked that though. I don't know what happened. Uh, in this month's issue of Bungalow or Zine, our print product, uh, we've rounded up the spookiest, most haunted places Uh-oh. around here. We're working on a map for y'all. So keep your eyes peeled next week uh, on all the newsstands and in between your ketchups and mustards, and you'll you'll be able to. Just take yourself out on a little tour. Did you ever go on a ghost tour? No. You've never been on one? I've done like my own ones. Okay. That's, that's just weird. Because <laughs> well, I got access. But you like know? you didn't go like with people with ghost equipment. No, that's there's no such thing as ghost equipment. Um, excuse me. There's there's such thing as ghost equipment. Now no, you could no. argue me argue with me about ghost. No. I, I've been on a ghost Electromagnetic tour. Electromagnetic tricorders from star trek exactly it's ridiculous so wait they do one downtown don't they yes yeah i've never been on that one i did one on i drive because apparently there's a haunted hotel on i drive super eight the super no it's like it's like way south i drive you would never know The super eight is haunted okay room 260 oh this was like the whole hotel though that's crazy and I went on a ghost tour. It was and fun. Did you see anything? I don't remember seeing anything. Apparitions. <laughs> There's uh, we when we recorded at Ceviche, we went upstairs. You weren't here. I Scotty was filling in for you. Well, uh, I was there. I had to leave early though. Oh, you missed that tour was amazing. Really? And they brought us up to like the third floor, which is where the boy bands used to hang out and like privately entertain people. That what does that to, mean? Like, I don't know. That's what they said. And I, what, would you really want to be privately entertained by a boy? Well, you might. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I stopped myself there. <laughs> Never mind. JC Chazé privately entertain me. Yeah, I'm in. I actually know his sister. Funny. Really? Yeah, sidebar. Uh, anyway, what were we saying? Keep your eyes on ghosts. Ghosts. Haunted, haunted, haunted attractions. Don Price, haunted things. Sexton of uh, Greenwood Cemetery, uh, will take you on a tour and introduce all the ghosts. He's Greenwood got lots Cemetery. of tours in October, I think. He does. We're probably actually, all booked up though. We're going to be doing some tours with him on our own. Yeah, in downtown Orlando. Yeah, we'll be launching those in the next couple months too. Cool. Because I need more things to do, John. Me, I don't. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Uh, stubborn mule. The owners have bought their neighbor. Yes. Muddy Waters. Saw this. Muddy Waters has only been open for like a year. Yeah, not long. Two chefs, uh, the chefs, I can't remember, Bernard and someone else, 
Uh, they had they, that oyster bar. They had oyster bar in Didn't work out so well there. Closed it. Like yeah, a, their a, location was tough. Yeah, weird. It's no still parking. Empty. No, it didn't even. When you go in, it looks like a closet. I don't uh, understand. They're like quick service. It's not an oyster bar, right? No. Uh, so they closed that when they opened Muddy Waters. And Muddy Waters, I thought I'd been doing real well. The owner, Todd Ulmer, was telling me about it. He also owns Stardust. Uh, and uh, Frosties. Yeah, and Aku Aku. And, and the fuel. rock and roll bar. Yeah, so he uh, told me they just didn't want to be at food anymore. So they sold it. Stubborn Mules got it. They're going to make it into the Menagerie. Menagerie. Is that like a French thing? It's like, like I, a I'm bird ho- thing? I'm, I'm I think ho- a bird's what I hear the word menagerie. <laughs> menagerie is like. Uh, it's just animals, like a zoo, yeah. right? Well, I just think of birds. All right. That's peacocks. That sounds like a That'd be problem. cool, like a bunch of weird peacocks <laughs> roaming around. Stuffed. Stuffed peacocks yeah, while you're Animatronics. Eating. That'd be pretty sweet. I think, I, I'm assuming it's like going to be field like museum. stuffed animals and stuff, right? Like That'd be neat, too. Like a stuffed animal uh, I restaurant. Go, I want to go to like a steampunky Full of sti- stuff. I want to go to a Teddy Rup- Rupskin restaurant. <laughs> 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 We'll build a magic spaceship. (laughs) We can have like my buddy uh, serving food and kid sister. I still have my Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. You ever put like another kind of tape in it? Yeah. Atlantis Morissette. (laughs) (laughs) And it was great. So this is none of those things that are going there at all. We're just going to open a weird doll restaurant. Uh, if anyone's just tuning in, I swear we're not high. We're just really tired. I had some of- drinks, but not too many. Gosh, I, oh, I guess I drank too. Well, that was hours ago. So uh, they're opening a restaurant, and they're they're doing something to the liquor store next door too, right? Yeah, Muchos, because they own that. I don't know what's happening with the liquor store. Uh, Trump is coming to town. Monday. Yeah. Speaking at the International Associations of Chiefs of Police. Do you have anything to do with that, John? I, I work with... John Mina, who's running for Orange County Sheriff, so I do know he will be speaking at that event. Oh, we can't call him Chief Mina anymore. Yeah, he, well, he's still the chief. Okay. I call him John Mina. Call him Hefe? I, <laughs> I guess. Hefe? Hefe, Hefe he's Mina? still the chief. He's the chief through uh, October. I didn't realize. Well, was... maybe December. It's weird. He has, a, he has a day, and then there's another day where it's like his official last day. I can't all keep right. track of all. All I do, all I know is he's running for sheriff. I'm, I'm thankful to you for making that video of him jogging. Oh, you like that? Yeah, I post I so a little context here. <laughs> As I said, I do some campaign work for John Mean, who's running for Orange County Sheriff, and I shot a video the other day. He likes to run, and so we did a video of him running around Orange County, and we were in like, Azalea Park, and we were in Winter Garden, we were down by Fun Spot, and we had a lot of fun with that. It was like a sexy David Hasselhoff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's running around, and Brendan got all hot and bothered watching Not it. hot and bothered. I just love Chief Mina. He uh-huh. looks like he smells good. <laughs> I like him. Uh, so Trump's coming to town. Oh, yeah. So he's coming to town to speak at this Are you going to have to hear him? Are you going to have to go to the convention? No, I don't work. So when when chief is chief, I don't really do work. Okay. I only do campaign work. They're they're very separate because he can't he can't campaign while he's working. Interesting. What what did he did he say anything about this Trump thing? It's his job to be uh, when the president's in town. It's his job to be around. You just earned your paycheck. (laughs) Uh, Well, since we're talking about. Chief, let's talk a little bit about that shooting that happened. I yeah. know we don't really do crime, but there was a shooting at ORMC, ORMC yeah, yeah. Atlanta Regional Medical Center in Soto. 
Uh, a man went a little wacko. Brian, his, his name was Brian Baker. He was from Kentucky, but was down in Florida. It was going back to Kentucky. He came down here to like chill out, get his head together, and come. Yes back and home? no. So apparently, his family. This is what I read okay. in, the, in the news up in Kentucky. I mean, he he was a he he did drugs. His family said that he said he was on the road to recovery, all that stuff, and he was coming back to get straight. I guess made a stopover here in Orlando. This is I'm just going by what I know from the from the paper and from television. Made a stop over here in Orlando. Somehow ended up at ORMC. Some sort of medical problem. It, yeah, yep. and then started making threats, I guess, saying, you know, it's going to end right here tonight. Uh, said he was wanted in, in a homicide. Wow. Uh, and nobody understood kind of what was going on. And I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't know exactly everything that happened, but I don't know where in the hospital it was, but I think there were patients. In the waiting around. room. It well, was in the waiting room. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, there's also patients there too that are trying to get in. You know, they're trying to deal with this man and uh, the cops, the, the police officer shot him because yeah. apparently he went for his, uh, something in his waistband. He was mimicking that he had a gun uh-huh. and they shot him, but didn't have a gun. Right, did not have a gun, and then it turns out the body cameras. Yeah, and this on. is this is an. I mean, I'll, once again, I'll, I'll tell you what I know. This is an ongoing issue with body cameras: is that the batteries only last so long, so they turn them on when they start their shift. Yeah, and their shift might be at twelve hours. Twelve hours, but they have ten hour battery life, something like that. But all, there were three. There were three cops, yes, three officers, uh-huh. and none of their body cameras were so on. So two of them, I think two of them had died, and one was covered by their SWAT gear. Now, the other caveat of this is there there is video of what happened because other officers who were there, their uh, cameras did work. Just the three. This is what I read in the paper. In well, that's the, great. In the, Sentinel. Uh, the three that, that responded... Theirs weren't working for whatever reason, but there there is video of the incident is what has been reported. All right. Excellent. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. And so all of that will go to FDLE and, and they'll do investigations. And then if there's wrongdoing, they'll, you know, they'll come back and discipline if so. Like I said, that that's what I read, but I don't really have any insight on that. I that just I just like know a lot I've of seen. insight. So I'm glad you. Well, uh, my insight you. is reading the newspaper. Jonathan, I'm glad you're here. You're, you're welcome. Here, John. You're welcome. Thank you. Either way, I mean, it's it's a tragic situation, no matter what. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> like, you can't like why why are we forcing them to wear these cameras if they're not going to last the whole shift? I think it's just a battery issue. I mean, I mean, batteries do run There's out. No better I'm not, batteries. Like, we I don't know. I don't know the answer. It's to law that. to have. It's law to. To have the camera? I don't know the answer to that. It might be a city policy. It might be. I, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to that. It's a money thing, too, I think, sometimes, too, to, to outfit everybody and, and always make sure they're working and charged. And Man, that is rough. But it but it has happened a few times. And, and I, like I said, I don't know enough about budgets. It actually makes and, me think of the cameras that they have at Lake Yola, which when, something, when things happen there, like that man who came and drop kicked a couple swans and, and people saw him doing it. He was also allegedly uh, responsible for killing some swan babies really? on the other side of the lake, but none of the cameras were working. Uh-huh. And so they tried to get him to admit to doing it, and he, of course he didn't admit it. Uh, so they couldn't, because the fact that he killed them, he could have gone to jail. Oh, really? Right? Versus like attacking and harming it, but killing them is an issue. 
but because there were no cameras to get him, then he got away free. And there was also a man that like unscrewed a bollard, like those those poles that stop cars from coming onto a street. Okay. He unscrewed one from that little place off Yola and then went around and killed a bunch of ducks. And uh, and they could see him in some cameras holding it and swinging it around. But when he actually killed the birds, it was off camera. And so they couldn't prove that he killed uh. them. Uh, which is crazy. And so this is just another, just an offshoot of, we have these safety measures put in place, but if ultimately they're not running, who, whose responsibility is it to make sure that it's running at all times? I don't know. We have a hundred cameras in public places and probably, I'm not, I don't know what how percentage many of them are working. I have no idea. Right. And then, and everybody's asking about these Amazon cameras, right. With the face tracking software. But nobody's asking about the other hundred cameras that if they're just empty shells pointed at nothing. I don't know if they are or not. And I don't know when they run and how long they run and if they run. And then where is all that getting stored? So many questions. Late at night in your we- couch. <laughs> <laughs> Two dudes asking the real questions, John Bustecker. Not answering them, just asking not answer, them. Just asking them. So if anybody out there has the answers, please let us know. Uh-huh. Tweet at John and he'll tell me about I it. I mean, I, I feel like... I feel like they they want they want all this stuff to work all the time right because it it, i think it helps their defense whenever they can show like this is what happened but you know like i said i i don't know i'm with you like i i I read those stories and i say god i mean you think they could when i say they i I just mean all cameras and batteries i'm not just saying that orlando police like they can figure this out just plug them in i got those i got those great cameras from amazon (laughs) <laughs> screwed into my front of my house and I'm watching people pee in my yard every night, <laughs> you know? So I, I know cause mills 50, that's what they do. Uh huh. I don't want to say where I am. So don't tell anybody. I John. won't. I won't. Um, and, and they last, they don't sh- short out. They're always on. Uh, what is keeping these other things from operating? I, I think it's, so I mean, that's what I've heard. I've heard it's battery power. I've heard it's expensive, All right. but we can let's move on. Let's move, move on, on to another topic. All right. <laughs> Uh, Amazon is opening three over 3,000 cashierless stores. Really? So stores where you just walk in, grab your stuff, and then the cameras all around there will like video your face. They know your account. And they'll just charge you for whatever you take. Do I like that or do I not like that? I don't know. So it's kind of like maybe, maybe that's how they could pay people uh, $15 an hour. Maybe because they don't pay somebody (laughs) like any money to stand there. But it'll be like three dudes in the back that just stock the shelves every once in a while. And you'd get like an alert saying these are the things that were taken. Go out here and restock them. Do you think that'll give – do you think people will steal more? They can just run out? I No, you can't because the – They'll see you. They'll know who you are. How do they know who you are? I don't know. I wonder if it's like access only. Like if you don't have the app, you're not registered, you can't come in. That makes sense. Right? It'll be like a turnstile or something. Yeah. It's not just like a 7-Eleven that's open. Yeah. They must have thought about that. They're all geniuses. Uh, John Legend was in town eating at, eating at Wall Street. So it was Chris Hayes from MSNBC. I saw him setting up this week. Yeah, they hung out with each other. Yep. He's at the Hooch. I don't know why they picked there, but... I don't not, not other day. I had a beer at the hooch. They uh, they were talking about restoring the rights of felons. Yes, voting rights specifically. I, I heard uh, I heard a passionate speech about that yesterday as well. What do you think about it? Oh, I think they should. I yeah. think I think felons should, as long as they go through all the, you know, they, they pay their debt to society and 
you know, they're not violent criminals and all that. I mean, what is I, the, I don't understand the concept of taking away their right to vote if you go to jail. You're still a person. You're still true. a citizen. No, well, I mean, several every state does it different. A lot of states do it different. Florida just happens to be like the most restrictive one because a lot of times what happens is you do commit a crime, you get out, and then you can get your rights back. Sometimes, sometimes automatically, I think, but Man. sometimes it might take a year or two. But got, with Florida, you have to go in front of this clemency board, and it, there's like a million people, and they just they get through like a hundred a year or something crazy. We've got a, there's a lot happening this week, so I just want to make sure right, we do get it. the time in. What's happening this uh, week? Lucky is is having their VIP opening on the eighth, and I get to go, and then they open to the tenth. To the, the regular to folk. Everybody else. And also keep an eye on our Instagram. I think I might do an Instagram live. You can see everything in the new. Lucky's Winter, where? In the Winter Park store. I think it's over by Winter Park Village. Uh, no, it's not over there. That's way too close is. to my house. I know where it is, John. Why are you going to be? How are you going to be a VIP? I you don't even know where it's at. Get out of here. I'm just going to show. I don't know. <laughs> show up. Look at see. Go where my phone tells me to go. Uh, Critical Mass is coming up. We're going to do, be doing a Halloween ride on October 26th. We are partnering with Orlando Critical Mass moving forward. We'll be hosting after parties every month. Come on out and ride with like 1,000 to 2,000 other Lots people. Lots of people last month. Right. It was good. And then uh, come and have a beer with us afterwards. Every month, it's a different place. This time, you get to dress up. I don't know where we're going yet, but we'll let you know. Uh Saturday is Canadian Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to all my expats out there. Carmita Brenna is on the 12th. That's a big old Orlando Ballet performance. I'm super excited about it. And then I'm in an exhibit on the 17th next week, next Wednesday, uh, called, or no, was that two weeks from now? Two weeks. Genome. Yeah, you spit into something. I did with the mayor, and they looked at my DNA, my DNA, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer, a, uh, Orlando Pride player, George Estevez, and I want to say Senator Thompson. Yeah, Geraldine. Uh, Geraldine Thompson. Uh, and they've done full family histories of all of us. And I get, I have no idea what they found. I know somehow that I'm related to someone who, like a Confederate soldier, oh. which is crazy. Uh, thought I thought you were <laughs> on my mom's side, right? So I'm excited. <laughs> so we get to see that on the 17th, and it's free that whole day. If you're down, you want to see uh, everyone that I'm related to ever, uh -huh. uh, come on and learn with me. I'll probably cool. be the guy crying in the corner. I'm really excited. I have a book event this weekend oh, at good. the Winter Park Library. Excellent. Two o'clock. Come see me chat about my new book, The 100 Things to Do in Orlando Before You Die. Funny story, one of them closed this week. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Forever Florida. No. Yeah, apparently they closed unexpectedly this week. Oh, it's brutal. Uh, it happens, you know. Yeah. City <laughs> Unseen is a outdoor projection party run by Snap that's happening at 8 p.m. on Saturday uh, at Robinson and Orange at the new projection park. And Zombies Toberfest is 5 p.m. Saturday, Audubon Park. Zombies, all the things. Come on out. All right, Brendan. Thanks for coming over. Thanks, John. Thanks, John, for letting me uh, hang out at your house. You're thanks, welcome, John. Thanks for letting me fart on your couch. Oh, no problem. Friends. We will, we will see you guys next week. Holla.